Greetings, and welcome to the Eat at Lou's podcast, a gustatory adventure in culinary delights. I am your host, Lisa Beisinger, and in this podcast, I cook up recipes from the past and taste them while talking about the history and science of food. In this episode, I'll be making a recipe that honestly frightens me a little. It's called Ham and Bananas Hollandaise. And it's from the McCall's Great American Recipe Card Collection, produced in 1973. This recipe is fairly simple. It calls for bananas, yum, ham, mustard, lemon juice, cream, and a packet of hollandaise sauce mix. Now, because I want to procrastinate in actually making this recipe, let's talk about hollandaise and the mother sauces. Hollandaise is one of the French mother sauces. The mother sauces are so named because they can be used for a variety of sauces on their own, or they can be used as a base for other daughter sauces. The first chef to define the mother sauces was Antonin Carême in his book, The Art of French Cooking in the 19th Century. Carême's mother sauces were Allemande, Bechamel, Velouté, and Espagnol. In the 20th century, Auguste Escoffier refined Carême's list by demoting Allemande to a daughter sauce of Velouté and adding sauce tomate and hollandaise to the list, bringing the total up to five. So let's walk through the five mother sauces. Sauce Bechamel is a milk-based sauce which is thickened with white roux. Back in episode five, I used a version of bechamel sauce as the base for my macaroni and cheese. Sauce velouté uses a white stock for its base. A white stock is traditionally made with veal, but can also be made with chicken or fish stock. It is classically thickened with a roux and is often paired with eggs, fish, poultry, vegetables, and pastas. Sauce tomate is just French for tomato sauce. Its base is obviously tomatoes, and in Escoffier's recipe, it was thickened with roux, but modern versions usually leave out that step and thicken by reducing or by adding purees. Sauce Espagnol is a brown sauce made with roasted veal stock and is thickened with a brown roux. It's usually served with roasted meats such as beef, duck, veal, and lamb. And finally, the fifth mother sauce, the one that we're concentrating on today, is hollandaise. Hollandaise is a sauce made with egg yolks and butter. It is thickened by emulsification and is typically flavored with pepper, salt, lemon juice, and cayenne pepper. Classically, it's served with eggs, vegetables, and light poultry dishes. I don't think that Escoffier had bananas and ham in mind when he wrote about this sauce. So I've procrastinated enough. Without further ado, but with a little trepidation, I'm going to get started on this recipe. First, I need to preheat the oven to 400 degrees Fahrenheit and lightly butter a shallow baking dish. I've already done both of those things. Next, I have to peel the bananas and sprinkle them with some lemon juice to prevent browning. I've also done that step. Weird thing, banana smeared with lemon juice has an oddly medicinal smell to it. Spread the ham with mustard. 
that step I have not done. So I'm just going to spread the ham with mustard. I'm using a brown mustard. I have three slices of ham and it calls for, I'm again, cutting the recipe in half. So for three slices of ham, I need a tablespoon and a half of mustard. That's a lot of mustard. Next, I need to wrap each banana in the ham and mustard and then place them in a shallow baking dish. Not sure whether to go lengthwise or there we go. And looks delicious. I'm actually using turkey ham that I bought at Aldi's. It's really good. Surprisingly, I bought it for another recipe and I was like, hmm, maybe I should use it for the ham and banana hollandaise. So now that all of those are arranged, I pop it in the oven for 10 minutes. It is in the oven and I turned on my timer. While that's in the oven for 10 minutes, I need to make the hollandaise sauce. According to the recipe, I take one packet of hollandaise sauce mix, powdery, add a half cup of water because I'm having the recipe. To that, I add a half tablespoon of lemon juice and two tablespoons of light cream. I'm just using regular whole milk. And I need to heat the sauce, stirring to boiling. And then after my alarm goes off, I'll pour it over my hammy bananas. While my hollandaise is cooking, I'm going to talk a little bit about the history and science of hollandaise. There is some debate about where hollandaise originated, but most people believe that it came from the Netherlands and was later brought to France, which makes sense because it does have Holland in its name. In 1651, Francois-Pierre La included a recipe for a sauce similar to hollandaise in his cookbook, The French Cuisine. Translated, he describes the sauce as with good fresh butter, a little vinegar, salt, and nutmeg, and an egg yolk to bind the sauce. My hollandaise is actually thickening quite quickly. Probably all of those thickening agents and emulsifiers. So I just need to wait another four minutes and then I'll be pouring it on my bananas. Hollandaise is a rather tricky sauce to master because the liquids and fats just don't want to get along. I made hollandaise a few times in the past, and if I'm remembering correctly, I also failed at making hollandaise at least a few times. The key to a creamy smooth hollandaise is twofold, successful emulsification and vigorous agitation. Emulsification is what happens when oil and water mix to create stable substances like mayonnaise, salad dressings, and delicious chocolate bars. But as I mentioned, oil and water just do not get along. The addition of an emulsifier, like egg yolks, plays as a peacekeeper for those two components. Emulsifiers are particles which have one end that is hydrophobic and one end that is hydrophilic. In other words, one end that likes water and another end that likes oils. In this way, it provides a buffer between the oil and water. 
It's like in elementary school, where a boy and a girl were afraid of cooties and refused to touch each other, until the teacher gave them a can of cootie spray. In Hollandaise, the egg yolks are the cootie spray that helps the boys and girls get along. Egg yolks serve as a suitable emulsifier because of a protein called lecithin. However, the emulsifier is not the only thing that makes the Hollandaise possible. We also need force. In this case, we need to force them together with the use of a whisk or a blender. This force breaks apart the oil and disperses it through the liquid. Then the emulsifier keeps them from separating again. So in my analogy, the boy and the girl are the oil and water. The cootie spray is the emulsifier and the teacher, she's the force. She's making them play together. Using a hollandaise mix is an easy way to bypass all the complexities of making hollandaise sauce. It has stabilizers and emulsifiers mixed in, so it's less likely to break or separate. But like most things that come in a packet, I'm predicting that the flavor is going to be sacrificed in favor of ease. Oop, my alarm just went off. That means I need to put the hollandaise on my hammy bananas and that needs to go into the oven for five more minutes. Now that that's completed, I will continue on with my story. What possessed the makers of the McCall's Recipe Card Index to combine ham, bananas, mustard, and hollandaise is a mystery to me, but I do have some ideas. On the BBC show, Wartime Farm, Ruth Goodman cooked something that made me think that this recipe might actually be okay. Early in the show, Goodman, a historian who specializes in domestic life, fried some bacon and then cooked bananas in the bacon fat. This got me thinking that perhaps ham and bananas could work. The sweetness of the bananas might actually go well with the saltiness and fattiness of the ham. And the hollandaise... Well, that's not all that different from a savory custard with all of its egg yolks and dairy. Bananas go well with custard, and ham goes well with hollandaise. So maybe it will work? The thing that has me most worried, though, is the mustard. I'm not a huge fan of mustard, and I can't imagine that it's going to go well with bananas. But I'll never know if I don't try it. And try it I must because it is time for the tasting. I will say that it actually smells okay. The smell coming from the oven with the ham and the bananas and the hollandaise, it actually smells quite decent. However, once I pulled it out of the oven and removed one of them from the dish, I got a big old whiff of mustard. I was like, mm. I was almost optimistic. And then I smelled the mustard and I was like, oh. I suppose it's only right that I go straight for where everything is kind of merged together. The ham and the banana and the mustard and the hollandaise are all together. So I'm going to get out my trusty knife. Oh, I really don't want to try this. It's not the worst thing I've ever tasted. I'm going in for another bite. The second bite was better than the first. And maybe because I had a little bit less mustard on that bite. The ham and the bananas, okay together. The hollandaise, 
It does not taste like normal hollandaise. It's very pungent. The mustard is also quite pungent. So whenever I took my initial bite, I had all that pungent hollandaise and all that pungent mustard just kind of hit me in the face. And this just doesn't work. It's so gross. I want to say something good about it, but I mean, it's not inedible. That's probably the best I'll be able to do. I'm going to try the bananas just with the hollandaise sauce. See how that goes. The bananas with the hollandaise isn't too bad. It's still the, the pungency of the hollandaise overwhelms the banana a little. The ham, the mustard, and the hollandaise together isn't too bad. I'm put off by the mustard flavor. Again, I'm not a huge fan of mustard. I will very occasionally put it on a turkey sandwich, but I really have to be in the mood for it. I mostly keep it around to use for vinaigrette because it works as a really good emulsifier for vinaigrette. This is not agreeing with me at all. You'll see in the picture that I tried to make the dish all pretty by garnishing it with some tomatoes and parsley. I'm gonna eat one of those tomatoes. Maybe that'll help cleanse the palate a bit. That's the stuff. Mmm, tomato. And eating the tomato has reduced the gagging, so maybe I can finish this podcast. Wowie, that is not a pleasant dish. The thing is, these recipes must have been tested by somebody. I mean, they have these beautiful color pictures of all of the dishes on the front of the card. So they, they made this dish. Conceivably, they tested it, then they made it, and they probably ate it at least once. How did nobody step in and go, okay, guys, <laughs> you know, I put the ham and banana hollandaise in there as a joke. Nobody's ever actually going to make this. And why do they have six of them? Why are they making six of these things? It just boggles the mind. And the hollandaise sauce, it tastes like nothing aside from citric acid. It doesn't really taste all that lemony. Well, I'm just faffing on at this point, so I might as well close out the episode. You have been listening to the Eat It Lose podcast. I have been your host, Lisa Beisinger, and I made ham and bananas hollandaise, so now you don't have to. You'll find pictures from this episode on my website, eatatlose.com, as well as the recipe card itself. I will scan it and I'll post the recipe on my blog. So if you want to try this to see if I'm just being overly dramatic, because perhaps I am being overly dramatic, it was really gross though. I don't recommend making it. But if you want to make it, find me on Facebook. Tell me all about it. My Facebook is Eat at Lose the Podcast. And I have a Gmail account, eat at lose at gmail.com. So you can find me in any of those places. If you decide to make this recipe, let me know what you think. Perhaps it is better for other tastes. And until next time. I wish on you many great culinary adventures that have nothing in common with ham and bananas hollandaise.